Hey there, and welcome back to another episode on the Clarity Podcast. This is a bonus episode from the COVID-19 challenge that we've all been facing. A question that I've gotten and received um, from people in different um, walks of life is, and they've commented, hey, I'm schooling from home now, and this is not what I signed up for. I'm schooling from home and get me out of here type of type of idea. And I would put myself in that boat in the sense that I've consumed a lot of education, but I providing it um, to my children has not been one of my giftings and talents. And as Heather and I were talking um, last night, actually, you'll hear as we go through this interview, her and I were processing after, and she said, Aaron, you know, I don't think parents are actually homeschooling. They're schooling from home. And so I referred to during the podcast as, as we're homeschooling, but there's a little nuance in that. And Jenny um, Land, who we interviewed, she'll unpack that. And the reality of it is most of us are um, in the process of just schooling our kids from home. But there's a lot of ambiguity with it um, and a lot of expectations and a lot of things we're trying to work through and process through. And um, we want our kids to succeed and we're, they're missing out. And, and she... It's been it was valuable to interview Jenny because she has been through these transitions. She's homeschooled through transitions, whether it was um, language school and her kids not doing well in school and having to pull them out in, in France or Cameroon or going back to the states with her hun- husband being very sick and in a very difficult situation, and her girls having to homeschool um, in the hospital. And um, while her dad, their dad was there sick. So she knows what it is to, to school from home or home from or homeschool and transition. And she provides some variable, valuable insight for us. As I've been reminded this week, as I was doing my devotions, this in Galatians chapter six is it talks about what we, what we sow is what we're going to reap. And I think that is put some tension, at least as me as a parent and knowing that um, what I sow is what I'm going to reap and what I sow, I'm going to reap a larger harvest and um, knowing that it takes some time. And so the results of what we do now, we might not necessarily see now, um, but we are sowing. And um, as we spend time with our kids, what can we focus on? And Jenny's going to give some valuable insights on focus on integrity. Um, Don't be the parent that wants your kids to get better grades and, and give them better grades just because they're schooling from home and I can help them. It'll make me look better. She talks about the integrity. Let's, let's walk with our kids in integrity in this process. Let's be willing to say, I don't know. We talk about the vulnerability of being a parent that maybe your kids are doing math and my kids, their math, some of their math is they do it a different way than I did it. Um, I haven't had that math for a long time. And it's vulnerable to say, I don't know how to do eighth grade math or I don't know how to do 10th grade math. And um, I got to relearn it. And she's going to give some keys for that. And um, just walking through that and how attitude is the key and how we can have more time to spend with our kids in prayer and, and devotions and focusing on care character things that in reality are going to carry them um, farther in life. I went to Wally Ford Elementary, Ridgely Middle School, and Frankfurt High School. 99.9999% of the world's population have never heard of those things. But what my parents did instill in me was character and love for God. And those things are what carry far beyond our education. And we have these opportunities as we're schooling our children from home during this COVID crisis um, to invest in character, to invest in integrity, to be people that are focusing on attitude. And and Jenny talks about having high quality, not... not, going to quantity, but quality of our children's work and um, being and realizing that they have bad days too. 
So there's lots of notes. You're going to learn a lot from Jenny. I surely did a lot of things that really helped me and um, look forward to put into practice. So we appreciate you. And so there's no time better than now to get started. So here we go. Well, it's so exciting to be here today on another episode, bonus episode of the Clarity Podcast. As many of the listeners know, we've been going through some issues that have come up or challenges that we've been facing um, through this COVID situation. And so the first episode, we talked about the stress and anxiety and the fear and panic that have come with that. Then we talked with Dr. Heather Martin about how parents can care for their children uh, physically. And then we moved on and talked with Buana Chad and um, how we parents could care for their children's emotional and spiritual needs during these times. And um, then we talked with um, Andy Rotz as he shared his experience with COVID. And then last week we had a great, um, two great interviews, one with Arnold Bracey, Pastor Arnold Bracey, on safety and security and what we could do to remain safe and secure during this time. And then we also interviewed um, John Ashcroft and Dick Foth. We had that interview, just uh, what it meant to lead in turbulent times. And so one of the issues or one of the challenges that have come up is many parents, me included, have become a homeschool parent that never really thought or felt or desired to be a homeschool parent. And uh, it has created a little bit of um, uneasiness and unsettledness. And so we wanted to have a podcast specifically today um, with someone who is a homeschooler, who's homeschooled in um, less than ideal circumstances and situations that could provide some insight and clarity in the mix of this ambiguity for parents who are now homeschool parents um, in this time. So we have with us today, Jenny Land. Jenny, we you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience and just share a little bit about your homeschooling, um, your, your experience with homeschooling. Hi, everyone. It's great to be with you today. Uh, my husband, Tim, and I, we have been missionaries in the country of Cameroon is where we serve. Um, we began our homeschooling journey um, with missions, trying to figure out how to do missions as we were processing uh, missions. Our girls would have had to move into two schools, two different states within the first year of um, starting itineration, and we didn't want our kids to do that. So we flexed into homeschool. It never was a plan for us, um, but it worked really well, and we did that, and then we went to language school, and in language school the in France, um, our girls were going to um, fail the French school system, and so we panicked again and pulled out homeschool again, and we did homeschool they had to do a whole year of homeschool in six months in order to be ready wow. for when we got to Africa to go to school. So that was a very traumatic um, transition for our kids. You know, a lot of work, a lot of work while Tim and I were in school um, trying to learn French. And then also last summer, my husband, we came home. We had to leave Cameroon for our residency cards. We couldn't get them. So we came home and my husband had a medical issue and they... Um, uh, messed up his kidney and so he had four strokes and trauma and it was my daughter's senior year we were supposed to be heading back to Cameroon and so we therefore again had to switch into homeschool uh, very fast very unexpected our kids tested into this homeschool program in a in a cousin's home that they had never met an older cousin's home of ours um, and they had to do a lot of it in the hospital when we started and in transition. So transition has always been a part of our homeschool experience. So really dealing with this COVID is kind of like smooth sailing for us because <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> as crazy as that is to say, but um, so we have transitioned into homeschool because of trauma. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm happy to share today with a few thoughts that I have um, for your parents to try and help <laughs> anyway. 
I think what happens is for parents like like me is we have expectations. And so what I would just as we go through our questions today is to help um, parents um, identify what their expectations are uh, of being a homeschool parent when they really didn't want to be process and sort out what is reasonable expectations in this process. And then also um, and then to recognize things that are totally over top. Maybe there's some expectations that they have that that are just totally over the top. And so as we go through the, these questions today, I think that will help because we know the distance between expectations and reality is where all the stuff goes sideways as we get frustrated, irritated and that. So we're so excited to, Jenny, to have Jenny with us. So what are some realistic expectations that you would have sharing through all those transitions? What have you learned are realistic expectations for parents maybe that have never homeschooled before? Um, well, your first expectation is to recognize that it's going to start off different ways for each of your child. So some of your one, if you have more than one child in your home, um, this COVID has thrown us all into an up, up ended everybody with their school. And so you're going to have some of your children that are going to think this is great. They like the idea. It's new. It's something fun and they're going to flex with it. Um, but then, and when we get a month in, as we're getting closer to doing that now, it's not going to be as much fun because they're going to realize it's not new. You're going to have some of that and you're going to have some that are angry because immediately they're um, pulled away from their friends and anything they're familiar with. And it's not going to be. So the real expectation, my first thought is for you to understand that this isn't easy and it's not easy for your kids, just like it's not easy for you. Your, your first inclination is, how can I make this most efficient? Because that's how we function as adults. We try to do things efficiently. We try to do things with excellence and you will, but give yourself some time to figure this out because it's a, it's a loop that you weren't expecting in your life. Um, so just give yourself, my first thing is recognize that it's not going to be easy for your kids or you. And that's okay. Well, just that's good. Recognize that so that you don't put that extra pressure on you. You're going to want to make it as easy as me, but recognize that you're going to have to tweak for each child individually. It's not going to be the same for your one child, your oldest child as it is for your youngest child. And so it's not going to be easy. I'm sorry to tell you that it's not going to be easy, but I am <laughs> going to tell, I am going to tell you that through much prayer and through uh, reading the word, the Lord will give you clarity on how to figure it out. But the best expectation is to recognize that your children are different people than each other. And, and they're a lot similar because they have the same DNA and they've been raised by the same parents, you know, mindset, things like that, but they are individual. And so don't try to, to teach them both the same. Don't try to make them both go through this process the same if you have more than one child. Um, that's something to expect yeah. because that will be something you will struggle with. For sure. Um, That's great. Yeah. And then uh, I think that was it for that reality. Yeah. No, it's great. So what, you know, you talked about the transitions you and your girls and your husband have made. What were some of the things that you said, the non-negotiables, you know, because I, I as a parent, I want to not, I don't want to achieve, I don't want to shoot for the minimum standard, but at the same time, you know, I want to, I've never, we've never homeschooled for, so, so we don't know what the, the non-negotiable things are. Are there certain things that you found in that process as you transitioned and you shared about the, 
language school and then when coming back with your husband being sick, what were the some things that you put into place and said, these we can't negotiate on, these are what we have, the core issues that we need to make sure that we address? Okay, so because our audience that we're talking to today are Christians, we're all pastors, missionaries out here, um, I'm going to tell you that your non-negotiable needs to be Bible and prayer time with your children. Um, teach them mm. to pray. It's a non, not just read the Bible, but to develop that personal relationship with the Lord because you have the time now. You didn't have the time when they had to be at school at 730 in the morning, you know, and getting them out in the process to get them at the school building. But you have the time now. To me, that's a non-negotiable because, like I said, this has been thrust upon all of you, not just your children, but on you as well. And so they need to be able to connect with the Lord, too, so that he can help them through this. That's a non-negotiable for us. We, Our children, are we make them have that. We don't make them because now they want to. But when they're little, we, you know, we develop that where you need to have that prayer time. That's a non-negotiable for me because that is the Lord speaking to their heart, too, through these bumpy processes instead of just me and Tim trying to give them wisdom. Um, my other non-negotiable is attitude. Um, I give grace because, again, they're not happy <laughs> that they're pulled from their friends. They're not happy that they've lost senior graduation. My daughter lost her senior year last year um, in Cameroon because of Tim's sickness, and that was a hard hit. So we can relate to the seniors that are have lost their graduation this year. Um, but the Lord is what pulled her through. As her mom and dad, we could only love on her but her talking to the Lord and, and that is what pulled her through. So that's why that's a non-negotiable. But attitude, because even though they're upset about things and you need to give them some leeway, um, the way you, we have dealt with attitude is we've explained to them, as American citizens, it's not a choice to go to school. Mm -hmm. You have to go to school. And <laughs> it's in every kid's nature to try and get their parents to give in on stuff that they don't want to do. And to just sit down and say, we can't give in on this one. We can't just explain that we can't. And yeah, they may not take it. You know, every child's different, but explaining to them that this is a non-negotiable in our life and that helps take the, so I'm not gonna take an attitude towards me of something that I can't stop. You know, so we don't we don't allow the attitude to flare. And we get it, don't get me wrong. We get it sometimes, but. Um, you just have to deal with that. My other non-negotiable is quality in their work. Um, you know, because as, as you're bringing your child home to homeschool them, you have to realize that you're now the one training their mindset as an adult. You're training who they're going to be as an adult, their integrity, their quality of work, um, the effort that they put into things. Now, I'm not talking about that it has to be uh, there's many times that we use scrap paper to write our paragraphs. Okay, I'm not talking about quality that it has to be a perfect um, sheet of paper. You know, we use, like I said, we use broken crayons, whatever, whatever is accessible you use. I'm not talking about that kind of quality, but I'm talking about what they produce out of their brain. What they produce on paper needs to be quality, no matter what tools you use to do it. And again, integrity, training their mindset. If they're required to write three paragraphs, don't let them write two. Don't fudge on your grading because you're training integrity. I remember when I first homeschooled, first started, it was really hard to give my daughter a C 
a C minus, you know, because I know she, it was hard to grade her wrong, but I knew I needed to because not only was that going to help her learn better, but it was training her in integrity. Um, so you got to realize that doing this, don't forget that you are training now. It's all on you to train their mindset of their work ethic. So just a few thoughts. That's, that's, that's great. great. That's great. And what were some things that maybe you stressed in the beginning or maybe some lessons you learned that now you've looked back and you said, you know what, I paid so much attention to that and it really wasn't that important. Were there any things that you would think, man, I focused on that and now looking back, that really was not something that, that I should have put so much focus on? Um, I would say the schedule because I was <laughs> in the beginning, you're so worried about getting all your things done that you don't allow the flex. And the thing is, you have to recognize homeschool is not public school. It's going to look different. It's going to function different because as a parent, you as a as you know, you still have to run your home. You still have to run your ministry. So the ink cartridge runs out in your printer. You got to go get it if the document is due at the end of the day for work. You have to run to the store, which means you may not be here to help your children with a certain a subject so they have to put that subject off maybe till tomorrow depending on what your thing is so but i used to stress over no we got to get their school done we got to get their school done um that schedule that's the thing that is not worth stressing over yes you have to get stuff done but just be flexible and be flexible as you homeschool because you, life is going to happen <laughs> during the day you know um so yeah, it's you need to learn. It, it's stressful because you feel like they got to get this work done and they do. Oh, another thing about homeschool that you have to get your mindset also is re tell your child, recognize you're not going to be going to school for six hours and then you have basketball practice or whatever. And then you come home and do homework for an hour or two. Homeschool, you're doing it all at one time. So if, if they find that they're not getting, if the schedule gets messed up, then those nights they do it as homework that night it's the same as at school when they went to brick and mortar school that then you have homework at night but generally with homeschool you don't have homework at night so the days your schedules get mixed up explain to your child this will be like when you were in your school and you'd have homework after basketball practice so tonight you're just going to have to pretend you have homework and finish your school day out tonight just to try to help them with the mental game as well does that make sense that's great. That's great yeah, advice, advice and great wisdom. And I, I know that will help, um, help, help, helps me. And I'm sure it'll help many other parents. Well, one thing I think, uh, go, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say one more thing with the stressing in particularly with this COVID that we're all being thrown into it really fast. Um, the other thing that you stress about as a parent is, will my child like this? We want our children to be happy particularly right now when everything is crazy and some are very grieved over not being at school we want to make this fun for them um, i think it's a very important life lesson um, for our kids to learn right now that life isn't always fun and that as ecclesiastics 3 tells us there's seasons for everything and yes admit it right now is a bummer it's a bummer season um, but this season will end and we need to do our best right now and get through this. And then before too long, it will be over and we'll start again, you know, and of course life's gonna look different, but it's an important life lesson. It's an important stressor to not feel like you have to make this fun for them. 
they need to learn that life does throw us some hard times. And, and you adjust to that hard time and know that it won't last forever. That's an important, again, the training for their life that is now your responsibility, um, you know, because, well, it's always our responsibility to train for their life, but you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're yeah, training the mindset. Sure, for sure. Yeah. Anyway. So what, um, you know, I think one thing for me, um, as I sit down, um, I've realized it, it's all, it's a vulnerable situation, honestly, to be a parent and teaching your children, because it's sometimes you have to admit that I don't know. And, um, and so maybe my, my, my children are doing math and I haven't done that type of math in a long time. And so I'm sitting down and I'm trying to, trying to help them and learn it myself. It shows some, it takes some vulnerability and it, as a parent, it, it humbles you in the process that, hey, I can't do 10th grade math anymore because I forgot how to do it. So I'm going to have to go back and relearn. What wisdom or insight would you give to parents that maybe are just feeling vulnerable now um, because some of their, the work that their children are doing or their kids are doing, it's making them feel, making them feel vulnerable. Would you have any wisdom or insight in, in those, for those type parents, including me? <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Let me just tell, tell you that. Everyone has been there. Um, no matter how long you've homeschooled, you've been there because we haven't done school in so long. Math particularly is my subject. Um, I can't do it but <laughs> very well at all. I'm very blessed that my husband can think like that. So <laughs> he's a math person, so he's been able to pick that up. And that's one of the things I would tell you also is recognize that homeschooling, you have the asset of both parents. So like in our case tim does math he does the math and science and i do everything else because that's the way his mind works my mind doesn't work that way um, but in that as a woman <laughs> sometimes we don't let our husbands teach our kids or train our kids the way that a guy's mind thinks we need to let them teach them all they see fit because that can be a problem with homeschool believe it or not it can be but recognize that both are assets. And I would also um, just recognize that this is a shared experience. Don't be afraid to ask someone for help. Um, I've, as missionaries, traveling missionary, itinerant missionaries, we've met some math teachers and people like that, that I, I would ask. I'd say, I don't know what to do. I'm not good at math. I don't know how to do this. I'm really concerned about when they get into upper math. And um, they've offered themselves for me to call and ask you know there's the website to go to the Khan Academy is a great website because it will teach your child um, things that you can't and it'll teach you you can look at it a lot of times Tim has gotten on Khan Academy um, for himself and he'll study it through that so that he can then try to explain it to the kids again it, it is going to cut into our time as an adult we just have to accept that and, and it is scary. It's embarrassing. It shouldn't be that we don't, we want our kids to think we can do and know everything, <laughs> but um, we don't. And it's okay for them to see that. It's okay to see vulnerability as well. But my advice would be is to ask people for help and don't be embarrassed. You're trying to do the best by your child instead of eking through or fudging on the grading so that no one knows um, that you can't teach your child this. One thing I will say, you guys who are being this being thrust upon you, you didn't ask for this. So you're you're to ask for someone to help you with a subject that you're not good at. 
that shouldn't be an embarrassment to you because it's not like you tried to do this on your own anyway. Like I'm all that I can do this. I can homeschool my kid. You're trying to figure it out. And, and you're, you know, people are just like you, would you, would you look down on someone asking you to help them? Yeah, man, I can't do science. Could you help me with this with my kid? You wouldn't. So realize that they're no. not going to do that to you either. Just ask for help. That's good. Know? That's a good word. That's a good word. So what do you think, you know, we've, we've addressed the parents that, that homeschooling has been thrust on them. What can parents, maybe they're listening to this podcast say, well, I've been homeschooling for a long time and I got this. What can they, what can those parents that have, like you have all this experience, how can they maybe reach out to parents that this has been thrust on them? Do you have any advice on, on ways that they could reach out or it, should they contact them or should they? It might make it easier, I think, for parents to um, ask for help if they knew that maybe their colleagues or people out there were willing to help. Does that make sense? It makes very much sense. I would also say it would help other people ask if they knew that you didn't have it all put together. Because, <laughs> you know, you, uh, home, if you've been homeschooling for a long time, it appears that you know how to do this really well. And, and we don't. <laughs> I'll just tell you, we don't. Because life happens and you just adjust with it. So my thought is the way we could help is to make yourself available to say, you know, I've been homeschooling. I by no way know everything on how to do this, but I'm, I am more than happy to, to share with you any tips that I have. You know, um, those of us who have web pages, maybe, you know, maybe it's a, a social media presence. Maybe we could put some tips out there just if that would be wanted. Um, but I, I think just sharing tips and I think letting people know that it's not easy for us either, no matter how hard we do it, because people like, you know, we look at others and think that they can do it so well, and I'll never be able to do that. Just don't compare. Don't compare. Do it your way. I think it's best for us. The way that we can help new homeschooling parents is to let them know that um, how we do it, and then be sure to tell them, remember that your child is individual, and your family mm -hmm. is unique, and you do things you know, you, you take advice from others, but you filter it through your family. That's a freeing thing to be told instead of you got to do it this way or else you're failing. It's a freeing thing to be told. This is what we do, but be sure to filter it through your own filter so that this adjusts to your family. Um, because we feel like we all have to do it the same. Homeschool, there's not one homeschool that looks like another. I can guarantee you. Um, to me, that was freeing when I re recognized that because I felt very insecure starting as well as you would see other homeschool parents and they seem like they had it all together. And some of them do, you know, some of them do. <laughs> so. Yeah, that, that's good. You know, um, I realized early on in, in, in the work that we do that there's a lot of opinions out there, but very few facts. And I think that's what you've highlighted yeah. there, that people can share their opinions and their experience with us, but we don't have to make those fact in our life. We can take those opinions and we can take those experiences and how you adequately um, shared that, that we filter that through our, our life, our situation and where we're at, and we can make it adapt to our situation. And I made that mistake early on. And um, every time I'd hear somebody's opinion, I'd say that's fact. Um, and then um, realized, mm, maybe yeah. not. So it was just their experience and opinion. So I try to couch things I say now, this is my experience and this is my opinion. Um, so people know I'm not um, 
trying to say everything I say is facts. So do you have any, um, any, any other wisdom you'd like to share before you, you pray for the audience? Um, yeah, I just, you know, of just a few thoughts, recognize that your child can have a bad day. <laughs> Having a bad day isn't, isn't just a phenomenon that adults have. Your kids can have bad days. So recognize that and flex with them. That is one of the beauties of homeschool is that you can flex with your kid having a bad day. You know, um, plan for those bad days. If you want to help with not having bumpy roads in homeschool, plan for the days that will surely come when your child just hits the wall. And I don't want to do this. I don't like this. You know, plan for a way to to distract them. You know, plan. it can be a, like changing up, going out and looking at leaves instead, a scientific thing, throwing a, a rock in a lake and seeing how the ripples go. Does it, you know, like you can say it's science, you know, that type of thing and do stuff like that, but change it up for them and just give them the break on those bad days, you know, because they're going to have them just like we are um, recognizing that right now they lost their social touch with their friends immediately. You know, that doesn't happen to any of us. We don't get cut off from our daily routine unless trauma hits. And although we will all get through this, and it's hard to call this trauma technically after the trauma that I went through when I thought my husband was going to die, you know, 18 months ago in the hospital room, that was traumatic. This doesn't feel as traumatic because we're sheltering in our homes and it doesn't feel as scary as that, but it is still has the same psychological effects of trauma because it was just cut off for your children. They didn't have any warning to see this coming, and that rarely happens in people's lives. So just I, I encourage you to recognize that this is a change for them, and you've gone through that same trauma. And recognize that in yourself that you're dealing with everything has changed today. All of a sudden, I'm in charge of these kids education as well and you know we go through a distance education school we always have because i'll tell people i am not a teacher i'm a preacher i am not a teacher and i did not want to hinder their education but it was what i've had to do because of our our life what has gone on in our life so i've been able to help through a distance education um there's a difference so recognize that and then the other thing i would like to say is Again, the reminder of don't compare. Get advice from other people because we need advice. That you know, God tells us in the Bible we see to get godly wisdom. Get advice, but just as you tell your child, don't be anybody but yourself. Filter that through the advice that you get about homeschooling. Don't try to be someone else. Don't try to be a different family. Your family is uniquely created by God. You, you know, your children have the mother and father DNA, but then they have a third part is, that is uniquely theirs of who they are, of their character that God has put into them. And that is your family. And so you're not going to do this like yeah. the next homeschool family. You're not going to walk through this COVID-19 sheltering at home exactly the same as everyone else. So, you know, get advice, but don't compare. Don't compare because that will just lead you down a road that you can't. And then again, just reiterating, if you have more than one child, allow them to learn on their own pace, on their own way. Um, definitely, if one of your child children 
would happen to be fast, super intelligent, and gets done with school fast, don't let them play around and have their free time in front of the child that might be struggling in school. That's very difficult for them to get past. That's just an extra piece of <laughs> advice that we have lived through in my home. <laughs> it's not easy. And it's hard when you're in a tiny little apartment. How do you not, especially while we're sheltering in the home, how do you not let them have their free time? You feel like you're punishing them to say, go look like you're studying. <laughs> do something to look like you're studying. Um, that's a that's a unique animal and you'll have to ask the Lord for wisdom on how to do that in your own you know world again that's part of filtering it but I would suggest try your best to not let one of them have free time in front of the other one because that's really hard so anyway that's what I have for you today I will say this Isaiah 42 16 that's one of my life verses you know that he leads us on paths that we've not known unfamiliar paths and he makes the area smooth for us he will to me that speaks of clarity the holy spirit will give you clarity as you try to figure out how to do this try to figure out how to help each child emotionally walk through this change he will give us clarity so i can't i can't um express enough go to the lord with this he will help you figure it out how to walk your family through this. Amen. Amen. Jenny, could you pray for could you pray for us today? Yeah. Lord, we just thank you for the gift of family. We thank you, Lord, also for the for the gift of wisdom and knowledge that you've given mankind so that when this COVID happened and school has to suddenly be in our home that the ability and church has to be in our home that the ability to do it through the internet uh, you've given mankind wisdom to create that so that our life can continue to to improve and continue to move forward that we're not stopped by the things that life um, throws at us as you say in your scripture no weapon formed against us shall prosper i thank you for that promise and, and this is a practice thing doing school that that promise applies to that having to change up our life so fast and do it at home and do it in a way that's unfamiliar Lord that that you will give us the strength and the wisdom and the knowledge and the ideas God you're a creative God and you can give us as parents the creative ideas on how to make this work how to help our child connect with the screen um, as they get their lessons through their teachers through the computer screen i pray lord that you would just hopefully that there was words in here that of nuggets of what we've talked about that will drop into the hearts of moms and dads that are really struggling with the i don't know how to do this and i don't want to do this um lord i just ask that you help us to give those emotions over to you i thank you for your spirit that you're gentle and how you lead us and how you how you um, train us, our character, to mold us into what you would have us to be. I, I just pray that supernaturally for the moms and dads who, who really just never wanted this, um, never ever wanted to do this, that you would just help them with that, with their own heart on this issue, because that's something that you have to do. That's nothing that any tips or any advice can give them. It's what you have to do inside of our heart. And that's a very real thing. And I thank you that you will do that. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters that are on the continent over there. And internet is, is off 
been very unstable. I ask that supernaturally you would bless each home of these missionary families that are having to do school through the internet as the mom and dad's having to look up and how to learn how to do things through the internet so that they can help their kids with school. I ask that you supernaturally touch these internet lines. As silly as that sounds, it's not silly because you care about every detail of our life. And this is a necessity for our families right now. I pray that you would just um, continue to bring life into their home. I pray that joy would overwhelm each of these families, that they would bond together in a new way. And that when we come out of this, Lord, as you say in Romans, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. I, I pray that this will be seen as one of the all things that work together for good in each of these families as they bond together through this time. We love you, Jesus. We thank you that you always go before us. We look for you tomorrow. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Providing clarity in the midst of ambiguity, the Clarity Podcast. Until next time.